This is part two of a two-part podcast. Hi, my name is Ryan. I've been a supporter of Paul's for many years now. I wish to get the podcast and video creation part of the system we call Paul back up to full speed. And I think Patreon support is a big part of that system. Go over to patreon.com slash paulwheaton. Make a pledge for each artifact that Paul creates. Again, the site is patreon.com slash paulwheaton. You can also find the link in the podcast notes. Enjoy the podcast. I, I think for each BB, we need suggestions on how to improve it. At the same time, I think, and so uh, before we started uh, the podcast today, Mike and I were talking about this, and, and there's like a lot of stuff where it's like, okay, that is a really good point, and that is a really good suggestion, but that's one that we're going to postpone one year. Because we've got to, like right now, I know that for a lot of the stuff that we're doing, we're drawing lines. And so it's like, like the thing about the roof, there could be a lot of good points with an insect hotel on the roof. Um, and about whether or not it's okay to let a lot of it, you know, basically turn into a compost pile, like get, get really wet. And maybe that's a good thing. Um, but I think that uh, let's come back to that in a year because we've got to finish defining uh, a bunch of the BBs. And on top of that, as we've been going along, like I think uh, a week ago we found one of the sand badges needs an overhaul. And we're like, oh, what is that? What happened there? we got to come back and clean that one up. And um, And so we're – Basically, we're kind of saying, like, um, there are things that we need to do to get to version 1.0, and there are things that need to be pushed back to version 2.0. And so uh, I think I think that uh, make all the suggestions, and we're going to get to all the suggestions. We will fully address all the suggestions. It's just that some of the suggestions, it's like we're going we're gonna to figure that one out for version four, version two and and we're gonna we're gonna step around it for now to, so we can get to version one Right, we have to prioritize getting done, and having every every sand be perfect will be will prevent it from ever getting done. So, but I I, I love the idea of getting every BB perfect. Oh, me too. Yeah, but it's a question of order and timing. Yes. Yes. And sometimes for some of these things, it's like I feel like I am not enough of an expert and I need to call in other experts. And, like, let's, you know, let's get a better answer on this than whatever's in my head. And so, and I think this is this is one of those things. Um, do Is it cool to let, have, to encourage rot in your insect hotel or encourage rot in, in part of it? Oh, Okay. Anything else about insect hotels? Nope. All right. The next PD is make one bale of hay. So, um, uh, oh, there's a there's a dead YouTube video there. Here, I can I can fix that super quick with my superpowers. All right. So, um, the idea is is that uh, you need to cut green grass dry it and then get it into a bale form. Now, 
Um, there's a lot of different ways to get it in the bail form. Um, and like, okay, let's go over the requirements and talk about the different ways. I know that we have a manual bail maker here. Um, but all right, to complete this BB, the, the minimum requirements are you must scythe and dry green grass. You must make at least one bale of hay. Now, real quick, because the, the next BB coming up is straw. And so I am... I, I think, I'm going to guess that 90% of the people that are listening to this podcast right now do not know the difference between hay and straw. And it's, it's timing. That's all it is. Did you, did you cut it when it was green or did you cut it when it was already dry and dormant? So a lot of times straw is going to be that kind of golden yellow color, and hay is going to be a rich green color. And shitty hay will be something in between. So, like, if you've got a, if it's wintertime and you got a bunch of goats and you throw down hay, the goats will eat it. And if you throw down straw, the goats won't eat it very much. <laughs> There's like they're gonna lay the goats. It. That's saying something. Yeah. 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 They're, they're, it's, it's like uh, it's gonna be more for keeping them warm in the winter time. So, so it's a form of bedding, really. But sure, goats will still you know nibble at it a little bit because goats. And, and, yeah. And so and then of course crappy hay will end up kind of in between. Um, and so crappy hay would be like you you cut it when it was green, but it was on the way to becoming straw, and so it's just not very good. So, so hay has a lot of nutritive value in it still. Straw does not. All right. Uh, some people try to talk about, oh, there's seeds in hay, and there's not seeds in straw. Actually, um, it's generally, if, if there's going to be only seeds in one and not in the other, it'll be the other way around. Um, but they'll both have seeds. Um, other people say, well, one can be used for mulch and the other one cannot. No, actually, both of them are going to be great for mulch. Um, and the other one is, is one has the persistent herbicides in it and the other one does not. And it's like, no, they both can have persistent herbicides in it. You've got to be careful about that if you're going to use it as mulch. So there's a lot of, I don't know where people are getting this misinformation, but there's a lot of, um, I don't know, weird People are people who are not very familiar with hay and straw, kind of coming up with this this really difference. I, I think another one is is like, I think you should never build a straw bale house out of hay. And then another thing is hay box cooker, use straw, don't use hay. It's yeah, because you don't want it wet and composting, and then you heat it up again, and then it continues to compost. I, you know, I don't. I think that whoever it is that first called it the hay box cooker, um, they uh, uh, did us all a disservice. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so this is this is a phrase we have, but it's like oh, don't don't use hey use use straw, even though it's called a hay box cooker. So um, all right, all right. Uh, to show you've completed this badge bit, making a bale of hay. I'll post a picture of the field that you're about to scythe, 
Post a picture of the side of the field with the grass drying. Post a picture of the hay going into the manual baler. Post a picture of one bale of hay. All right. I, so, good. It's here. It's, it's very clear that if you're going to get this, you have to have a manual baler. So, like, we've got one here. So, if you were going to do it, you could do, you could get this BB here and use our manual baler. Um, otherwise, you've got to make one. And I suspect that we've got something about making a manual baler, probably in the dimensional lumber stuff. I'm not sure if that's true or not. Maybe one of you guys could go look that up. It's somewhere. Okay. Seems probable, or perhaps that's one that comes in a year. Okay. I'll look, so, I'll look it up. All right, all right, all right. Um, I was going to say that I think, I think you probably make a really crappy bale of hay without a baler, but it wouldn't be a very rectangular shape. Uh-huh. Um, and so I'm actually glad to see the requirement for the, for the baler. Um, and, uh, uh, and I think it's important that it's like, it's the manual baler, not that this BB is not like, uh, okay, go and, and, uh, hook up the baler to your tractor and then go out and bale that hay. And then you've got like, you know, 200 bales. And it's like, oh yeah, that's, that's a whole different kind of thing. Granted, Otis will be impressed by that. Um, more probably than than this, but I I kind of feel like you don't really you know for most of the systems that we're doing it's kind of like we don't need too many bales of hay. Um, all right. And I found it. It's it's in Animal Care down in Straw. Okay. All right. To yep. make the baler. All right. Yep. Cool. So you could make it and bale. And then get the BB, and then you know later get get the straw batch. So, all right. Uh, I think the next one is going to be the exact same thing, but for a bale of straw. Yep. And um, I'm opening that up now. Different pictures. Fine. More scything. Oh, and here's pine straw. Pine straw counts. So, you know, the, it's all that stuff that's, like, on the floor under a pine tree, on the ground under a, a pine tree. Um, and it's, you know, fairly long, but it'll bail. It'll do it. Okay, to complete this BB, the minimum requirements are you must scythe or gather dry straw. So pine straw would work. You must make at least one bale of straw. Now, you don't have to dry straw. It's already dry. Yay. To show you've completed this bag fit, you must post a picture of your straw source, post an action picture of harvesting or gathering straw, post a picture of your straw pile next to where the straw came from, um, post a picture, it says post a picture thus, so it should be a post a picture of uh, the straw going into the manual baler, post a picture of one bale. Of straw. Um, okay, uh, I kind of, I kind of feel like this could, you know, so there was a little bit of a typo in there and, and stuff like that, but um, not anymore. Oh, okay. Oh, you fixed it. Nice, nice. Um, let's see. All right, I, I thought I had another thought about like an improvement that we could do on here, but good enough. Moving along. 
Any any other uh, points to add in about um, the straw baler? Bailing, making one bale of straw. I love for these two BBs that it includes siding. Um, I think way back in one of the podcasts somewhere you were talking about that people should get a badge for siding, and now they can. Right, and I think I think Otis will be impressed with using the side, and um, but I, and I mean like there's there's tons of uses for straw, um, but and it's like for natural building as well as animal care, but I I think a big thing is is that when when winter rolls around and it's like you know twenty degrees or so things are generally pretty good, but if if the animals are starting up there. Poop and urine is starting to build up. You kind of need to do something. Um, and putting some straw down is one of those things. But, of course, if you're moving them around still, even in the winter, then that's mitigated a lot. But then if you hit a cold snap and it's 20 below outside, it's like if you could put out a whole bunch of straw for the animals, it, it makes it so they kind of tuck into the straw and they'll be way warmer. And um, not only... More comfortable and... Like you've talked about before, they need less feed, and right. The I think I think that's part of the pampering component. Yes, yes. The more straw that you can give them, the more pampering they get, and then of course that spot ends up being where the growies are way happier next year. So because there's a lot of straw, but there's also a lot of poop mix in there too. So um, it, and it really helps absorb it, make it clean, make it a nicer environment for the animals. All right. Next, BB. Um, create a brush pile near a garden for animal-insect diversity habitat. And this seems to be one that a lot of people, uh, like when we do the BB or we do the PEP events here, this seems to be one that a lot of people uh, do because it's very fast, very easy, and it's a, it's a powerful thing. Um, and it's hard to do if you don't have a dead tree or two to get branches from. And it and it does seem like, you know, one of the things when people come out here for um, a PEP event or like the BB20 event, um, and we say, okay, what BBs do you want to do while you're here? And it seems like top of the list for everybody is I want to trip trees. They want to they wanna be a lumberjack. They're going to they're gonna knock down some trees. And so then that means that they've got to drop the tree and then they've got a limit. And uh, so all these branches come off. And it's like now if you go and you take all those branches and you put them in a pile like so, you can get another BB. And so that seems to be very popular. So we've got a lot of piles, a lot of brush piles around that are for wildlife. And, uh, and they're effective we get we see a lot more wildlife here from those brush piles, which is so contrary to the way most people garden. Like they wanna they wanna take any brush that they've got and it either goes uh, into the compost pile or it goes into the garbage or uh, they burn it. They'll put it in a big pile. But of course. You know, that is a fairly good point. I would, you know, you go and you knock off all those branches, you could take loppers and cut them up into these chunks that are, like, about 15 or 16 inches long and throw them into um, a big box and uh, run your rocket mass heater off of that. No problem. 
it'll you know it'll branches will dry pretty fast if if you're putting them in a box and putting them in your garage through the summer probably in three or four months they'll be plenty dry enough to be um, uh, fuel for a rocket mass heater okay brush pile to complete this BB the minimum requirements are you must make a brush pile at least five feet tall and five feet wide to show you've completed this BB you must post pitch oh I remember what I wanted for the last one for the straw bale stuff um, to have that wording remember we came up with wording that's basically like uh, you know to to show you've completed this BB you must provide pictures or video of the following. And mm -hmm. instead, the uh, straw bale and uh, hay bale uh, BBs were like, only pictures. And I'm kind of thinking, like, I want to leave it open for people to be able to do videos. I think videos would be cool. Of course, um, the video needs to be under two minutes. So that way, it doesn't take a, a lot of time for the um, person verifying the BB to verify it. Because if you make a an hour-long video, the person that's doing the verification is going to be like, I don't have time to watch now. Okay. I can backtrack real quick. Well, there's, there's probably 50 or 100 of them that need that. There's a whole bunch of BBs that are written before we had that new wording. Yeah. So... All right, so if, if people are listening to this podcast and they happen to find one like that, then they can either make the suggestion or if they're on staff, they can edit it and make the change. Um, plus, a lot of these are set up as wiki pages, and so a lot of times what we can do is um, arrange so that more people are have access to be able to edit the wiki pages. Okay, to show you've completed this badge bit, you must post a picture of a location without a brush pile, post a picture of the brush pile under construction, post a picture of the completed brush pile at that same spot that is obviously, obviously at least five feet tall and five feet wide. Um, and... And this is a good time to point out that, uh, oh, look, here's uh, the first picture. That's my property. <laughs> so I can see a brush pile that I've, I've, I'm familiar with. And so um, uh, Leaf did it. And, uh, um, okay, cool. But. Yeah, one hint, if you're doing this, uh, conifers make taller brush piles quicker than if you do uh, hardwoods in the winter when they don't have leaves on them. Good tip. I hadn't yeah. thought of that. Although, actually, maybe I'm just saying that up the cuff. I guess it depends on the branching habit. Sure, how twiggy it is. Yeah, so maybe never mind. <laughs> I take that back. It depends. I, the point I want to make is that um, we've had some BB submissions in the last couple of months where it was edge case, and it's kind of like... Um, uh, and what happens is is that the uh, the three different people who have the ability to um, verify a BB kind of look at it and think, um, I'm not sure. I'll just walk away from this one. I'll go verify the things. And then people get upset that it's like, hey, it's been over a week. When's somebody going to verify my BB? 
and then people will look at it again and think like, nah, you know, it's an edge, but I'm not, is it really an edge or is it not an edge? You know, so again, another week goes by. And then finally it comes up in one of our uh, uh, meetings to develop PEP. And then it's like, okay, we've got to go look at this one and make a decision. And then the decision is edge. It's so close to the edge. It's like maybe, I mean, you want to just verify it so we can get on with our lives, but it's like it's missing one of the required pictures. Or is that five feet tall or is that more One like and a half feet tall. Three and a half three and a half feet tall. We've had some stuff where it's like, man, we wanna we wanna verify your BB, but at the same time if you make something that's really small and not clearly five feet tall, then it sets precedent for future people. Yeah. And it's kinda like so we're you know, we're we're watering down the value of the BBs by, by so you're it's by submitting an edge case it's it's gumming up the works. Now, granted, we've got some software changes uh, in the works to make it so that we can process like like uh, it's a solution for edge cases. Um, and I would offer that the obverse to that is if you post a slam dunk, it makes it that much easier for the certifier to see. Yep, that you know that six foot tall brush pile is clearly more than five feet tall. Which, Done. Another thing is that it's like. Then one person looks at it. One right. one person evaluates it and certifies it. And I certify this BB is complete. Done. Move it on. If it's an edge, you'll get like eight people who will be like, I'm not sure. I'm going to walk past it and let somebody else certify it. Because I'm not, I don't, or the other thing is, is that, it's hard to tell somebody, like, somebody's gone to all the trouble to post a BB, and then you got to say that that does not meet the requirements. Yeah. So nobody wants to be the bad guy. and so I'm not volunteering to be the bad guy. I'll, I'll do it if I have to, but, yeah, that's that that wasn't um, the, the key thing that attracted me to doing that. Yeah, you love to say. It's, it's, it's good to say. You're happy to say. You bet. Yeah, you know that one's. I hereby verify that one. But um, uh, like we've had some stuff where people were like, uh, it was it was something like I remember one where it was for the uh, rocket water heater to get the BB for it, and 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 Ash, maybe this was even you um, to get the BB for it. You have to take pictures at these certain points. And there was, a, there was a guy here that was helping you to get the BB, but he didn't know what the requirements were, but he knew how to operate the rocket water heater. And, and then I remember encountering him and you, and, and I think it was you. I'm pretty sure it was you. And, and he said, he got the BB, and you said, like, I didn't get this picture. And then I said... Then you didn't get the BB. Then you didn't get the BB, yeah. And the guy was like, what the fuck, man? We fired yeah. it up for fucking nothing. We did this just for the fucking BB. And he was angry at me. He wasn't angry at you. He was angry at me. You know, you don't. basically his message to me is, you don't have to be a fucking dick about this. And my message back to him was, 
I do need to be a fucking yep. about this. Or else everybody that comes after gets to skip that picture. He was really upset. And and but whereas I believe, if I remember correctly, you were being really cool about it. Like, I'll do it again. No problem. But I'll take the picture this time. Um, I should have looked at it more closely. Uh, and it's kind of like, so we've had a lot of people where it's like, I forgot to take this one picture. Yeah, I got too excited. I, you know, um, mine wasn't the water heater. Mine, uh, I got too excited making a stir fry, and I just forgot the before picture. So, yeah, do it again. Cool. That's yeah. Easy. I Done. mean, especially when we're talking about sand badges. Plus, the other thing is, is once you're, like, moving on to PEP2 and you're starting to get into the straw badges and stuff, now you've been thoroughly trained. You've got to make sure you get the you right readers. Yes. Double, double check to make reading sure is required. You're going to do these things. But the thing is, is that if it's an edge case, or if it's even sub edge case, like you didn't, you did not meet the requirement. It's like it at this point in time, as we're getting started and we're building up, then it it makes it so that. People who do certification don't want it anymore, and and so it gums up the system. Plus, it, it does that for like eight people instead of just one. And so, please, please take the extra steps to 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 look at it, get all the right pictures. Please don't put us through this. Later, there'll be a punitive system in place um, where it's like a light. It's it's like it's like getting spanked with a wet noodle. It's like pretty light, and um, and but but it will also open the door to make it so that anybody who has completed that badge, so like that sand badge, and they've completed that BD, they now have the ability to be able to certify that BD. Um, in fact, in order to get PEP one certification, I believe they will be required to certify ten. BBs. So you'll get 80 certified, and you'll have to have certified other people getting 10. That'll be part of the requirements coming soon. So, you know, if you start now, you don't have to have that requirement. <laughs> but it's coming. It'll probably be in a couple of months. All right. I'm excited for that component of kind of the crowdsourcing of that. Um, partly just kind of training people, hey, you know, th- this is a this is a team effort, even if you're only doing it by yourself, um, and training people how to help to help other folks uh, get through PEP too. Yes, yes, and uh, and the penalty is is that if you didn't post all the stuff to get the BB, then you'll have to do three more verifications. You know, which is I don't think that's a huge punishment. Um, I think if, if everybody's posting good BBs, it's easy to verify the BB, and you're happy to do it. It's it's a soul building thing to to verify somebody's BB. So it's it's kind of like no, this will be this will be a cake, and then because there's this you know penalty of sorts, then I think we'll get far fewer people submitting something that needs to be rejected. Um, so it all becomes easier all around. All right. Uh, moving along. I have um, one last thing to say on the in, on the brush file, if that's okay. Okay, cool. Y'all already said it, but um, I just wanted to reiterate. I really like, this is, I think, the first BB in Animal Sand that 
leans on so heavily on other BBs. And one of my favorite things about Pep is kind of the, it's almost like the secret knowledge within Pep where BBs feed BBs feed BBs. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one is a prime example of that. Uh, that's true. That's true. I mean, it's like, um, it's a, it's a foundation piece. And there's a lot of them where it's like, you know, you want to carve the wooden mallet before you carve the spoon. And then once you carve the spoon, then you're ready to move on to the, you know, the dry peg in the green hole kind of stuff. And then it's like, you know, foundational. Right. um, I think this is such a beautiful permaculture thing. And it's like, uh, um, yeah, you're going to, you're going to basically facilitate adding diversity to your gardens this is this is such a thing that that uh, makes a permaculture garden versus a more conventional garden even organic where everything's in rows and there is no brush pile so it's like whereas we're gonna have lots of brush piles all right the next bb create six toad habitats um, and there's lots of different ways of, of being able to do that. Um, I mean, the most popular one is to basically put a pot, either a broken pot on its side or um, uh, upside down with one edge propped up or something like that. Uh, to complete this BB, the minimum requirements are you must make six different toad habitats. To show you've completed this BB, you must post a picture of six different spots before you added the toad habitat, and then you must post a picture of those same six spots after you added the toad habitat. Um, and so I'm looking now, and so um, I'm seeing some pictures. Oh, this is this is just fun. All right. Any any more comments about creating six toad habitats? I think um, I, I just edited the BB to remove the pictures of frogs from the beginning of this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Good. Good call. Yes. Yeah. Uh, toad. Yeah. Toads are great. Uh, you know. They, yeah. They eat all the little uh, little nibblers in your garden. So yeah, I've done this one myself. Um. I think I think a cool thing about each of the BBs is that there's a lot of embedded videos, a lot of embedded pictures, a lot of links to sources on on how to do this, um, and so each each BB is is quite information rich on how to get the the job done um, if you don't already know how. Um, which kind of brings me to another thing too. There's there's a lot of people that are like, I've already done this. Why can't I just take pictures of it? And it's, and it's kind of like, well, if you've already done it, then if you did it again and met the requirements, it'll probably go like five times faster. Yeah, how hard, is it, how hard is it to go do it again real quick? Because I think a lot of the job is to learn about why do I want to do this, how do I do it, etc. And then um, after you've done it, you start, you know, seeing all the materials opportunities all over the place. So, all right. Let's see. Uh, next one is plant 60 mulberry tree seeds. So, the and we talked about this in the last podcast very briefly, and, and that is that 
Um, and the story was of my uncle who, uh, he had all these fruit trees. They weren't really huge. They were, they were small fruit trees. And he never got to eat any fruit from his fruit trees. And he was really angry about that because, um, the moment the fruit would just even begin to start getting ripe, these birds would come in this massive, you know, flock of like a thousand birds would just descend, obliterate everything and take off. Now, um, I think there's a lot of solutions to that problem. But one of them is to have a mulberry tree. A mulberry tree can just generate this this obscene, enormous amount of fruit um, three months out of the year. And those birds love that fruit more than the other fruit. And while there's a lot of people that absolutely love mulberries, I don't particularly care for them. I'm not a big fan of mulberries. Um, but it's like, okay, let's go ahead and, um, uh, plant 60 seeds to complete this BB. The minimum requirements are, oh, the other thing about mulberries is that, uh, great animal feed. So like if you've got chickens and there's a mulberry tree, the chickens love to eat the mulberries. Uh, same goes for hogs. Um, they'll, they'll gobble those up. There's all kinds of animals that you might have on the farm intentionally that are going to love the mulberries. And so you get this huge abundance of animal feed that just pour onto the ground for three months. To complete this BB, the minimum requirements are you must plant at least 60 mulberry seeds. Each mulberry seed must be at least three feet apart. To show you've completed this BB, you must... This is one where we have to have a video. Pictures won't do. You must post a video showing the 60 seeds and then planting all 60. The video must be sped up so that it's no longer than two minutes. So we've got quite a few. I think I think we've got there are some exceptions in some of the BBs we put together, but most of the BBs that require a video. They do require the video to be sped up so that the whole thing can fit into two minutes. So it's like you're going to just video yourself planting the seed, going three feet, planting another seed, going three feet, etc. And then that whole video might possibly be 25 minutes long. And then you're going to just speed it up so much, so much that it fits into two minutes. Anything else about... Um, this this BB. Nope. nope. Right. The the story that underlies this BB to me, um, I like how, and then we talk about it more in straw level BBs. But it's if you have this pest to deal with the pest, first change your thinking, and kind of you know turn your brain inside out and think about it differently. And then and then in, instead of it being a pest, it's oh. Hey, all these birds are, you know, eating these mulberry seeds, and then you get even more mulberry seeds so that the birds eat those instead of the things you'd rather eat. Or like you were saying, and it's also giving feed to the animals, too. I think, I think like, my uncle, my his first thought is going to be, like, man, I wish I had some kind of gun. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, shoot him. You know, so I could find pleasure in killing these motherfuckers taking all my fruit. 
Or uh, another thing would be like, I wish I could put out some kind of poison that they would eat and they would all fucking die, you know. So, so our first, I think it's fairly natural. Our first thought is, die, 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 and then, and then it's like, uh, I think a more permaculture approach is going to be like, how do I design my system? So that I don't have to do anything about it. Like the problem is solved, and that requires no effort, no further right. effort on my part. And maybe even you benefit from the solution that's created. Right. There's other side benefits to yeah. it. And um, uh, I think uh, you know, like for example, like let's say there's a, let's say there's mulberry trees, and these birds keep coming by, and then um, rather than feeding your cats as much as you're feeding your cats, you cut that back you know, by 90%. And then you find that the, uh, the cats tend to eat the birds. And it's like, I think, I think then a lot of the birds will be discouraged from being there. I mean, some of the birds will be quick. Some of the birds will be like, you know, cat savvy. And, uh, um, so you'll have fewer birds in total. Um, and then you're probably going to be able to get more, more of the fruit that you want because of the combination of the mulberry and the cats. Um, although I think a lot of people are going to cringe at the idea of raising cats in that way because they like songbirds. But I think, I think if you have a thousand starlings visit you, you're, you're probably not interested in their song. Uh, yeah, you're all full up on starling song. <laughs> what? Nope, we're good. Thanks. All right. Uh, now I'm just going to do a quick time check for you guys. How are you doing on time? Are you going to? How long can you go today? I can, Mike, I can probably do another twenty minutes. Okay. Cool. Ash? I'm good. I'm good for that. Okay. All right. Let's good for longer too. But let's keep the game together. All right. Make snake and lizard habitat. Maybe this should be and or lizard habitat. Um. And so, oh, there's the video, my video of Jacqueline mm -hmm. Freeman and her pile of rocks. So, organic slug control with snakes. This is this is kind of turned into a point of comedy because um, I I mentioned this uh, in um, my '72 bricks presentation. I was doing a keynote many years ago, and uh, I think there was like 150 people there, and somebody like in the third row or something. I said. Um, so it's one of the bricks, one of the 72 bricks. I said, slug control with a pile of rocks. And I and, and a woman in the third row said, like kind of under her breath to the person sitting next to her, what the fuck? <laughs> I didn't realize that was audience. I didn't, yeah. yeah, I didn't realize that was prompted by the audience. And I'll shut up. I love of, this bit. A bunch of people who could hear her kind of, you know, they, they laughed. And I, I was standing, you know, there. I could hear her. What uh, the fuck? <laughs> so I, I said, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so um, uh, it's true. It's like you use slug control with a bunch of rocks. What the fuck? So um, the thing is, of course, what does it make snake habitat? Oh, so you, duh. You get a bunch of, yeah, and exactly that's where it goes next. Is like I kind of feel like a lot of permaculture is that. I mean, I think a lot of, there's a lot of gardeners. And so this gal, Jacqueline Freeman, and we've talked about her many times, she's in the Pacific Northwest. And, you know, more accurately, 
Cascadia, which is warm and moist. Uh, Flood country, right? It's it's not like tropical. It's definitely uh, it definitely gets cold there. It's definitely temperate. Pretty wet though, and uh, they do have uh, freezes in the winter. Not really bad. Like I like a really bad winter, a super cold winter for Jacqueline Freeman is probably going to be like they got down to nine degrees, yeah, above, you know. And most, and she probably, every winter it probably touches below freezing. Like, they will get frosts every winter. But um, most winters it probably doesn't get below 20. Maybe it touches into the teens. But um, uh, anyway, just to give you an idea of their, their climate. But the thing is, is that in that region, slugs rule everything. Like, if you try to grow a garden... Like in the Seattle area, uh, a lot of people just give up on gardens because of the slugs. It's just, it's just out of hand. It's just nuts. Um, and of course, I'm sure everybody listening to this podcast has heard about all the jokes, all the comedy, and all that stuff about the slugs in the Seattle area. Um, and uh, I remember as a kid living in Seattle. Uh, and I had like a you know a bicycle. I'm like seven years old, riding my bicycle, and there's like uh, you're riding it down the sidewalk, and about every two feet there's a slug that's at least six inches long, and you're trying to weave around the slugs riding your bicycle. Ugh. Yeah, and if you hit one, it's gonna they're kind of slimy and thick. It's you got a pretty good It'll chance splash on your leg. I bet of, of biffing like it's you, oh you, you know and, and so. All right. Anyway, there's a lot of slugs. And uh, um, so it's like, okay, we've got lists of things you can do for controlling slugs. But one of the things you could do is to simply make a pile of rocks. And uh, so the snakes move into the pile of rocks. And then mysteriously you have far fewer slugs because the slugs are slow. And garter snakes are like, no, the slime is like the sauce that goes on my meal. They, They don't have any problem. Uh, eating a eating a slug or two a day, and uh, just gobbling them up. Um, I have I have been to places where they have a garden, and twice a day, every day, they have a goal of uh, collecting up a hundred slugs each trip out. And I'm kind of thinking like that's not the kind of life I want to live. Yeah, um, doesn't sound like fun. So. Uh, make snake and lizard habitat, and one of those possible things is a pile of rocks. Uh, to complete this BB, the minimum requirements are you must make snake or lizard habitat. No cardboard or man-made materials involved. To show you've completed this BB, you must post a picture of a location without snake or lizard habitat. Post a picture of that same spot now with snake or lizard habitat. So it's open to the different kinds of things you can do for snake and lizard habitat. And I also kind of believe, I mean, basically the video that I have of Jacqueline doing this, it's a pretty small pile of rocks. It's not huge. I, I think that the bigger the pile of rocks, the better. Um, and, uh, you know, most properties have rocks. I mean, there's some properties where you just don't have rocks. You can come up with other stuff. There's other things you can do. Any other comments about this, BB? Nope. All right. Nope. 
Next, uh, next BB. Um, live mousetrap. And uh, let's see, the first video is a dead video, so I'm going to use my superpowers to kind of shrink it down. Um, and, oh, man, there are some cool things you can do today. I, I know yeah. that it was 12 years ago that I was living in a place and I saw a mouse. And I didn't have any mouse traps. I'm out in the country. Uh, and so I found a five-gallon plastic bucket. I put some peanut butter in the bottom of the bucket. And then I put a two-by-four going up to the peanut butter. And within 20 minutes, I had uh, – I thought there was really one mouse that I saw. But I was on the phone. I set it all up, and then I took a phone call. And I watched as a mouse went right up the ramp and into the bucket. And then while I'm still on the phone call, a second mouse did the same thing. So there were two <laughs> mice. I thought there was only one. And this is inside of a house where I thought there were zero mice. There was no real mouse problem. There's no mouse poop. So this is like, you know, oh, a mouse somehow found its way into the house. And apparently two did. So I, I caught two mice rather instantly. Now, uh, since then, I learned to put the peanut butter on the side of the bucket. Uh, the other thing mm. is, is that uh, if you put something soft in the bottom of the bucket, like maybe some wood chips or some straw or something, uh, or even just like a half inch of water, it makes it so that the mice can't jump out. Because that was – I tried using this approach before, and then the mouse would jump in, eat the peanut butter, and then jump back out. So, and I see a picture here where somebody's basically kind of got some paper on the top of the bucket. So the mouse can crawl in through a hole, but then they're not going to be able to jump out again. I think that's interesting. But there's a bunch of different things. So there's the, there are people that have come up with such amazing mousetrap designs uh, that are working great. I mean, there's a, I used to watch, like, there's a guy that came out with a new video every week of a whole new mousetrap design and he even explored some stuff that was like uh mousetraps from a hundred years ago um so but all of these are live mousetraps uh so it works for vegans as well now uh i'm i just got to tell a quick story i um uh one morning i got up and uh the there were like three boots out. We, we kind of had this cool thing going for a while where at 5.30 a.m. every morning there were four of us out there. And I'm kind of like, yeah, these are my peeps, the getting up early peeps. And um, uh, I was visiting with them, and I saw a mouse in the utility room. And I saw that the, we had a couple of mouse traps kind of set up in the kitchen, and they were both tripped, like people – Usually people bring their kids, and the kids think it's hilarious to trip all the mousetraps, and then nobody goes and sets them. And at the time, my hands are full, and I turn to the guys and say, hey, can one of you just set these mousetraps uh, this morning before heading out? Um, and then, so then I, I went on. They said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they forgot. And um, so that night, it's like 9 o'clock, uh, 9.30 and I'm, I'm on my way to bed, and I, I sit down for a minute in my bedroom, 
and there goes a mouse. Oh. And and now I've got two mouse traps in my bedroom, and they're both not tripped. They are both set and ready. And um, but but they're that kind of that yellow thing on them, and these are snap traps, not live traps. And so these are uh, and and it's like the yellow stuff loses its appeal after a while. So I went and I got some peanut butter and put mm. a little dab of peanut butter on each one, and I watched. And then I saw the mouse go to the first trap with the peanut butter on it and eat the peanut butter without setting off the trap. Oh. And then it went to the second trap and did the same thing. Hey, thanks, buddy. Yeah. Thanks for the free meal. Then I saw it go under my bed and come out, and it went into my dresser and back and forth and back and forth, and it's carrying stuff from something under my bed, and I'm like, what are you? So clearly what it's doing is it's building a nest. It's like, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make little mousy babies. And and it's like, all of this is within like 15 minutes. And and it's like, okay. Granted, my instinct is is to go and get something to smash the mouse, but I'm like, uh-huh. I know the mouse is going to be too quick for me. I'm not going to do that. So I'm kind of trying to find my zen. I grabbed a couple more mouse traps and set them out there, and now the mouse is ignoring them. Like, no, I'm full, man. I'm good. Uh-huh. And I'm going to keep building this nest. <laughs> it had the hugest ears. I've never seen a mouse with such giant ears. Hmm. Um, so it's it's building this nest, and it's like, and I'm like, Ugh. so I went outside and I and I grabbed a cat. Because all our cats, we give them minimal food, and they're, and it's like they're hungry. And the cat has never been in the house, but wants to come in the house. But it's like, um, and the cat's like, "Oh, you're gonna hold me and pet me, and I'm purring. I'm so happy you're bringing me in the house. We're best friends for life." And the <laughs> the second that we got into my room, the cat could smell it, and wanted down. Mm-hmm. And um, so I uh, um, I set the cat down, and in 30 seconds, the cat had the mouse, and was um, just crunch, crunch, crunch. Like nice. I haven't I haven't eaten all day. This is great. And and in and in about a minute, less than a minute, the mouse was gone, and the cat looked at me like, "You got any more of those? I could go for hmm. one." <laughs> and then I, I just took the cat back outside. It's like I didn't need all those damn traps. Yeah. Right, there's, there's my little mouse story. And I believe, based on looking at the clock, we are now out of time. But hey, uh, live mousetrap stuff. Uh, plus, there's a lot a, of cool factor there. What a fun topic. There's just so much cool, fun stuff in this space these days. Um, and, and so many. You know, build a quick mousetrap out of stuff lying around the house kind of stuff. And how effective it is and blah, blah, blah. Live mousetraps. Fun. Okay. Oh, um, uh, the requirements. Uh, to complete this BB, you, the minimum requirements are you must make a live mousetrap. You must show that it works, which actually is pretty easy to do. To show you've completed this BB, you must post a picture of your live mousetrap material. Post a picture of building the live mousetrap. Post a picture of your empty, completed live mousetrap. Post a picture of 
uh, two of an obvious live mouse in your trap. Oh, a, a picture. No, post a picture or two of an obviously live mouse or mice in your trap. And it says a video of all of the above would work too. So if this could get reworked to our new phrasing, that'd be great. But um, uh, what fun! This is a fun yeah. one. This is a cool one. Anything else about this DB? No, I've got to give this one a shot. I got chipmunks to deal with. Chipmunks are bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Do they count as mice? They are. They are unfazed by a mouse trap. And then if you use a rat trap, like a snap trap, you're, you better be prepared for a big cleanup. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess what I'm, what I'm wondering is it would, uh, would doing a live chipmunk trap qualify for this BB? If you trapped a chipmunk, I would say yes. Okay. Yeah, if yeah, you had a problem. Chip, but, I mean, the other thing is that you're not going to have chipmunks in your house, are you? No. Yeah, I was telling you but you could do this outdoors too. Um, yeah. I think I kind of feel like uh, chipmunks are a great cat food. I mean, I know that um, that I we were absolutely infested with chipmunks a few years ago, and then this one cat started hanging out. And I I don't I can't think of the last time I've seen a chipmunk anywhere near the house. Um, I haven't. Yeah. A few times I'm there. Yeah. And uh, see the cats. One of the kittens that was born here uh like over a year ago, um, or about a year ago. Wow, a while ago. I'm not sure when that was, but anyway, Apollo, he is now like a full grown cat. He looks like he looks like he goes to the gym. He's that kind of cat. He's he's a tall oh, yeah. cat. But he looks, he, he was always the most sociable, the bravest. Like, I want pets, I want love. And now he's a full-on adult, and he probably covers uh, a half-mile radius from here. Wow. We've seen him all over the place. But he was back at the house uh, yesterday, and I think he had, like, a mole or a vole or a gopher or something. He had something big. And uh, and one of the kittens, and he hates the new kittens, <laughs> wanted to help him with that, and that was not okay. But um, the thing is, is that these kinds of problems are now of the distant past, as these, you know, the, the cats are around here um, doing a very good job. And, and the kittens are doing a, a pretty okay job. We still see grasshoppers outside where the kittens hang out, but not very many. Yeah. But they are. We see them constantly chasing and catching the grasshoppers, and then they. A lot of times, you'll see a kitten and go to pet it, and it'll have a grasshopper leg sticking out of its mouth, uh-huh. <laughs> like mm-hmm. like you know, saving that for later or something maybe. Um, so they're they're putting a pretty healthy dent in that. Well, anyway, but if you want to do it with uh, uh, chipmunks or with. Um, uh, wood rats or something like that. That's cool. Some places they have rats. We have wood rats here, which are a really beautiful animal. Kind of feel bad, you know, mm-hmm. killing them or or, the, or if a cat kills one because they're so pretty. Um, 
But I've never seen like a regular rat. Of course, the squirrels, people call those tree rats. And and uh, the cats have, have nailed a squirrel or two in the past. Um, but you've got chipmunk problems. I'd say, sure. Yeah, it's fun. Okay. Well, maybe we should add that wording in there. Yeah, should I just change it to rodent trap? Sure. Sure. I'll do that. All right. Anything else for this, BB? Not for me. Anything else for um, pep stuff, skip stuff in general? So much more. <laughs> it's awesome. Hours more. Hours but more. But not now. Okay. All right. All right. If you like this sort of thing, come on out to the forums at premies.com, where we talk about skills to inherit property, homesteading, and permaculture all the time. All the time. All the time. Don't forget, go out to patreon.com slash paulwheaton and make a pledge for future artifacts. 